Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello friends, Joanne here from South Africa and thank you for joining us today for more stories from Adventist Frontier Missions. Our story today is by Malachi Cole, who serves with Adventist Frontier Missions in the country of Turkey. The team has been in Turkey for a few years now, and he and his wife, Adalia, entered into the theatre of missionary work at a crucial time when they could take advantage of the available printed resources that can be used to reach people in creative ways. publishing house, the first Adventist organization in the country, where they teach English as well as host a food and travel blog, permitting them to give personal counsel to any who need it, entering into deeper conversations that are more meaningful and thus breaking away from the surface Deeper conversations that are more meaningful and break away from the surface level. Turkey is well known for its biblical heritage, and in spite of that rich biblical heritage, Most of it has been lost. There are tourists that visit these sites every year, and yet Turkish people take no value in those sites because Islam has dominated that. So we feel very privileged to be able to be there, led by the Holy Spirit to revive what took place in the book of Acts. One day we stood in the theater at Ephesus, and you can imagine Paul just there and all of them crying out, great is Diana of the Ephesians. And you picture the whole scene and think to yourself, wow, that took place here where the Holy Spirit was poured out in abundance. And now it's a population of over 75 million and yet less than 1% are Christians. So the story I've chosen to share today is very meaningful to us because there are many times that we go through ministry in the country of Turkey and it can seem kind of dry. And this is one of those times where the ministry really took off and God was telling us all the time we had spent in language learning and our team before us had spent in production of materials is beginning to reach a climax where he can use it for his glory. Now, I like to call this story the three seekers. And as we go through, I think you'll understand why. So... This takes place in a city of Turkey that is not well known for its activity with Christianity. This was also the first book fair that we had attended in Turkey, and we were very excited. For years, our team has been pouring their time, their energy, their resources into translating books, and these books are aimed at just reaching Turkish people. Now, at the end of our second year here, we had learned enough Turkish to have decent conversations with people and we could be helpful at this book fair. So comes around the first day of the event, and it was an incredible scene. Hundreds of people poured into the building, hungry for new literature. The buzz of voices drowned out everything else. All you could hear was children running by. Teenagers were cruising around in groups. Families were strolling up and down the aisles carefully looking at each book. 
elderly people were carefully making their way through the bustle. In this country, where I feel super blessed for just one opportunity to give just one book away in a week, I was amazed to see hundreds of our books being snatched up in a moment. In the middle of the day, three young men approached the booth and began to browse through our literature. I decided to strike up a conversation with them, and they asked if we were Christian. When I said, of course we are, they began to tell me all about Islam and ask questions about the various things that they had been told about Christianity. This is always a very exciting time for me. We began to drift away from the booth, but we continued talking as the heavy foot traffic poured through and just circled around us. The conversation was light at first and enjoyable as they shared and asked me questions. Just then, a man stepped into our small circle and asked the boys what we were talking about. He asked whether I was bothering them, and they said, of course he's not. Knowing that I was a Christian, the man began to ask me questions aimed at proving the Bible unreliable. He said the Bible had been changed, and he pointed to the differences between the Gospels. I would reply to each one of his questions, and then he would ask me another question all the while lifting up the Quran as being superior to the Bible. I decided to turn the tables, and I asked him what he thought about the Quran's statement that says the Bible is also the Word of God. He agreed with this, so I decided to press on a little bit. The Quran states that God's Word can never be changed. If that's the case, then how can the Bible have been changed? Well, it's been changed by men, was his answer. All of a sudden, I began to notice my surroundings. Ten, maybe twelve other people had gathered around us, and they were listening in. As the man raised his voice and began to debate with me stridently, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to back down. Also, the conversation was beginning to exceed my language ability, and as much as it hurt my pride, I told the man that I didn't think my Turkish was sufficient, and I could not continue the discussion. He gave me a smirking laugh, and he pointed his finger at my face, cursing something in possibly Turkish or Arabic that I just didn't understand. And as I walked away, he yelled, Stop deceiving all of these people! Now I was back at the booth, and I had a hard time collecting my thoughts. I felt like a failure, and my pride was wounded, and I was shaking a little bit. Though I knew God had told me to walk away, I just I couldn't understand why. I was so stirred up, just knowing the man was wrong. I didn't like allowing him and Islam to appear to triumph in the eyes of all of these onlookers. Just then I turned, and I saw the three young men. They had come back, and they wanted to talk some more. Now I understood why God had told me to step away. We began to talk about the Bible again, and I encouraged them to seek the truth themselves and to never rely on someone else. As the conversation rolled on, they began to ask me questions as one of them asked me for a Bible. I quickly went to our booth and dug underneath the boxes that are under our tables there, and sure enough, there was one left. So all three of them walked away with one Bible in their hands and God truly prevailed.
You see, friends, sometimes things aren't always what they seem. Sometimes, perhaps, we are so focused on what's in front of us that we miss what's really important. But God never misses these things. That's why it's important to follow His lead and to listen to His voice. We now move on to our next story as Malachi continues to tell more of his experiences in Turkey. Sit back and enjoy. So this story takes place at a specific moment in time where you think, as a Christian, sometimes we can get the feeling that we're off duty for God. And this story is just a reminder that you're really never off duty and that God wants to use you always. So the title of this story is The Chef. It was as if we had waited for this moment for almost two years. Although it was our sixth year wedding anniversary, and we had decided to celebrate. I had booked a hotel a few weeks earlier, and it was perfect. It was set on a hill overlooking the Mediterranean Sea, surrounded by beautiful plants and trees, cobblestone paths and cobblestone walls, you name it, it was beautiful. We arrived in the evening and decided to take a tour of the grounds before dark. Walking up the cobblestone path between the walls that were draped with hanging flowers, we arrived at the hotel restaurant. There was a man sitting on a bench in the corner, and we began to make small talk. Merhaba, merhaba. Hello, hello. Biz alta yuluk evlilik dönemi kutluyoruz. We're celebrating our six-year anniversary, I told him. Oh, he was so excited. I am the chef of this restaurant, he said. If you ever want something special, you just let me know. Now we were feeling pretty good about our choice of the hotel. So we made our way back to the room. And as we opened the door, our room seemed a little bit dingy and dungy. But we planned to spend most of our time outside, so we didn't mind too much. The following morning, as we ate breakfast, our new friend, the chef, appeared with a massive plate of fruit and a large omelette. Happy anniversary, he said, as he turned back to the kitchen. Mutlu evlilik dönemi. And then, every morning following that, as we sat down to eat, he would treat us and surprise us with another special dish. While all was well with the food, our room situation had taken a turn for the worse. At night, mosquitoes were coming in. One morning, there was a massive spider on the wall. Also, the promised internet connection was not working. I began to grumble a little bit to myself. I went to the lobby to send emails. And as I began to type, my chef friend walked up holding a beer. He greeted me and sat down next to me. Then we began to talk about family, jobs, food, and other light topics. All of a sudden, politics came up. He began to tell me how he didn't like to talk politics with people, 
because so many are ignorant and they only want to believe what they hear and what they think. Then we got talking about religion. He was an atheist and shared with me how he had many times asked Islamic teachers for proof about God. Never receiving an answer, he decided God must not exist. I then asked if I could share with him just a few things that I've learned for the evidence of God. And for the next two hours, we moved from science to history, anarchy to moral law, fate to choice, Islam to Christianity. At the end of the conversation, he was deep in thought. He asked for my phone number and requested that we stay in touch. As I returned to my bug-infested, no-internet room, it seemed to have a new appeal to me. Through its shortcomings, God had guided me to a key conversation. What's more, I realized I had spent two hours speaking Turkish. As I prayed for my chef friend, my heart was content. I contemplated the goodness of God in His perfect timing and realizing that we are never off duty and God always has a plan. Once again, friends, we see God's mysterious ways at work, changing a disappointment into a divine appointment. Even on our off days, there are still a lot of spiritual things going on. If you felt the Lord impressing something upon your heart that you feel you want to lend a supporting hand in terms of a generous donation, earnest prayer, or even on becoming a missionary yourself, please contact us at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org for more information. Every little bit helps. Until next time, friends, thank you for listening wherever you are in the world. I hope you'll catch us again soon. God bless.